Cerebral is an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships medication straight to your door. You can schedule sessions based on what's most convenient for you, and you don't have to wait weeks to be seen. And BuzzFeed Daily listeners can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed. Go to Cerebral.com slash BuzzFeed for 65% off your first month. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. If you're struggling with alcohol or drugs, Recovery Centers of America can help. The holidays are over, the new year is here, and the time to act is now. Expert private care at Recovery Centers of America will get you on the road to recovery today. At our award-winning and fully accredited treatment centers on the Eastern Shore and in Southern Maryland, you will be treated with compassion, dignity, and respect by our dedicated team of professionals. You will also benefit from specialized programs, 24-hour medical care, and the comfort of our outstanding facilities. Let us help you. We will answer your call 24-7 and can get you into treatment as soon as today. If outpatient care is right for you, you can receive a same-day assessment and attend therapy in person or virtually. And because we accept most private insurance plans, you get premium care without the premium price. Don't wait. Start your new year. Start your new life today. Call 1-888-RECOVERY now. That's 1-888-RECOVERY. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, dog. Cat. Giraffe. Giraffe, really? Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Olivia Jade will compete in the new season of Dancing with the Stars. Schitt's Creek star Emily Hampshire revealed the moment she knew she was pansexual. And we're joined by a Reddit moderator to talk about what it's like dealing with a bunch of potential assholes on the internet every day. It's September 3rd, 2021. Hey friends, I'm Casey Rackham. And I'm Stephen Leconti. Welcome to BuzzFeed Daily. So let's just get right into it because there is some there is some news we have to talk about in the Dancing with the Stars world, okay? Um, Olivia Jade, the YouTuber whose dad and mom, who happened to be, by the way, Massimo Giannulli, the Target fashion designer, and Lori Laughlin, Aunt Becky from Full House, they are the people who bribe school officials to get her into college. And Olivia will now be on the new season of Dancing with the Stars, according to TMZ. Don't you love when people fail upwards? Don't you love <laughs> I sure it, Steven? Do. I think this is such a bad look. I, I you it's know, such like, a bad look. I'm just like, please, just don't do it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, like, who's her publicist? You, this is one of those situations where it's like you don't want to be in the public eye. Yeah, and I, I guess I can understand why Dancing with the Stars would want it to happen right, because yes. I'm sure it's going to bring in a lot of a lot of ratings. But I don't understand why Olivia thinks it's going to be good for her. I mean, if you want to separate yourself from the scandal as much as possible, you don't do a show where they, you know every single like clip package is going to be edited about. Oh, it was so hard when I was kicked out of USC. You know, oh, here's where my mom is now. Here's my dad is now. Like this is going to be just bringing that whole scandal right back into the spotlight. It truly is. Mm. No. 
on the plus side, remember what we said, Casey, if the dancing is gay, you have to watch it. Uh. And this, this season has Jojo Siwa uh, in the first ever uh, same-sex dance pairing. So therefore, we'll have to watch it. Ugh, fine. Fine. Okay, so moving on, Emily Hampshire, who played Stevie on Schitt's Creek, recently opened up about how the show helped her realize she's pansexual. During an appearance on 4D with Demi Lovato, Emily said it was the scene in the first season of the show where Dan Levy's character uses wine as a metaphor for his sexuality and says he, quote, likes the wine and not the label. Emily said, quote, I never heard the word pansexual before. I've always considered myself super knowledgeable about LGBTQ plus stuff just because everybody in my life, my friends, are all mostly LGBTQ plus people. But I didn't know this. So... I love this for a lot of reasons, one of which is that that scene from Schitt's Creek, which I remember very vividly, it's a really uh, powerful and Mm -hmm. effective way to describe pansexuality. And I love that it not only educated the audience about pansexuality, but also apparently educated one of the show's stars to the point where she was like, oh, my God, that's me. That's who I am. It was it was really like a great simplistic approach to it. I think it was like, I think Dan's character was like, I like red and I like white. And sometimes I like a rosé. And I thought that was just like a super great way of making people who might've otherwise not understood it start to begin to understand it. Yeah. You know, and Emily also mentioned in that interview, which I think is important to call out that she also feels like, you know, people shouldn't have to rush to any label. So, you know, pansexual as a label might be useful for some people. And then other people might feel like I just don't need a label for what I am and what I feel. I actually absolutely love this. I was at this outdoor gay event and I was talking to this friend of mine through the gay kickball league I'm in. I'm just going to keep talking about how gay I am, apparently. (laughs) And um, and she said that she identifies as pansexual for now. And I love that she said for now because it was just like, yes, it can change. And I love that would, and I feel like a lot of people get a lot of anxiety about what to call themselves. And you know what? I just hope that people, that anxiety shouldn't be on them because it can change. I love that too, for now. Well, go Dan Levy for writing such a useful explainer of pansexuality and go Mm -hmm. Emily Hampshire for using that explainer to come to a better understanding of herself. (laughs) All right, well, if you spend enough time on Reddit, you've probably found yourself falling down the rabbit hole that is, am I the asshole? Uh, Over the past eight years, hundreds of thousands of people have posted to find out if they are, in fact, the asshole. And plenty more have chimed in with their judgments. So today we're joined with Am I the Asshole's creator and main moderator, Mark Bolak, to talk about the ins and outs of the subreddit and what it's like dealing with a bunch of potential assholes on the internet every day. Hi, Mark. Thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, so to start things off, can you tell us what exactly the Am I the Asshole subreddit is and why you created it? Uh, well, I created it just to get an answer to one question that Ask Reddit wouldn't let me ask. I thought, boy, this would be a nice thing for someone else to enjoy. And I just kind of said, let it let it stay out there and maybe become a public service to the 15 people who eventually find it. It took years for anybody to actually find it. But once it did, we got volunteer moderators and people who were really interested in the discussion. And we just said, it's, it's, this is a great forum to just leave out there and let there be a kind of anonymous reality check for people who are in a little bit of a, uh, you know, a conflict with a friend and maybe they've lost uh, their own sense of reality themselves. What happens essentially is when you're in it, when you're in a fight, I'm sure you are all familiar with the idea that sometimes you just respond instinctually. 
when you know that the other person disagrees with you and you have to like kind of guard your turf. So I think um, when these things get protracted and go on and on, sometimes you can lose sight of the fact that your point in the conversation never made sense to begin with. (laughs) And it's nice to ask a whole team of strangers if they agree with you just to find out what the real story is and maybe use the reality check to go back to your own life and act reasonably. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs a reality check. I do have a quick question. Can I know what that first question was that you asked? I was wondering too. I wish it was unique because since I asked the question, I found out that it's, (laughs) I'm not the only one who's had this argument. I was working in like a professional office having to wear a suit all the time. And, um, basically me and all the men agreed that, uh, the AC should be pretty low 70 or lower is nice. And most of the women who worked there wanted it to be like 74 or 72. And before I really contributed to the argument, and this was like nine years ago. So I don't think the term mansplaining was either familiar to me or existed, (laughs) but I was like, isn't it reasonable of me to just say, wear a damn sweater instead of insisting that everybody on, you know, my side of the gender gap have to sweat while we're wearing our stupid suits. (laughs) And I just wanted to ask the internet for its opinion. And one person responded (laughs) and, uh, you know, so I feel completely vindicated by that. Why that (laughs) probably one 14 year old guy told me that she sounds like kind of a bitch. Even though I didn't directly identify anyone or their opinions other than wanting the AC to be at a different level than me. So I guess I won that, but I don't feel totally vindicated. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, you've been moderating the sub for eight years now. Can you tell us about some of the wilder submissions that have stuck with you? Oh, man. Yeah, it's the thing that's wild that sticks with me is the expectation that people have in a forum that has three million users that we know about that they have privacy, you know, and that they don't want it. They don't want to see it repeated elsewhere and they don't want the story to get out there, but they do want three, three million people to talk about it right now. And to, to me, the, that concept alone is the craziest thing I see. You know, when people send us messages saying, I didn't realize people would see this, please delete it. And you know, <laughs> when it's out, it's out. But I mean, the fun ones that, you know, the, the press, I think started picking up uh, on us when we had the micro penis debate. I don't know if you have heard about that one. This was maybe three years ago. Somebody wanted to know if it was valid of them to feel misled when they married a guy who did not want to have any kind of actual sex before the marriage. And then once they've finally taken vows and committed to each other, finally reveals that he has a rather severe micropenis problem. And she's just kind of legally tied up and has to deal with it now. <laughs> and she wanted to know if there was any validity to her thinking that's a little unfair. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, this is why if our listeners have never checked out, am I the asshole before you must go because it is full of things like this. I have to tell you, by the way, my group of friends and I got into a huge fight one time about a post on am I the asshole because we were so split over it. Uh, I think I ended up writing about it on Buzzfeed because of this. It was a bartender who a woman came in and she was pregnant and she was ordering, I think like several drinks and he cut her off and he wanted to know, like, you know, was it not my place to do that? Should I have just served her like any other customer or whatever? So this like went viral on am I the asshole? Then I think someone sent it to like my group chat with my friends. And I tell you, people were split. I mean, two very passionate sides, uh, you know, of debate. I feel I feel very strongly that the bartender should mind their own business and just like let 
the customer. Oh, well, I can't even continue this conversation. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is what is so interesting about Am I the Asshole? We all see things so differently. You know, a lot of the posts that people submit go unnoticed, but others have gotten like tens of thousands of upvotes and thousands of comments. What do you think it is about certain posts that make them blow up like that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that you noticed the differences of, of opinions because it's a really hard thing to actually get through the Reddit system. I mean, the upvoting can make you think that if 60% of people agree with it, even if 40% of people hate the same idea, you know, it'll still win the upvoting because it's got an edge and it'll look like that's the only opinion unless you really scroll and you read looking for more. And, um, man, I wandered away from your actual question. I just wanted to respond to what you said. <laughs> no, totally. I was just wondering like, what, what's the difference between a post that you see go really viral and the ones that maybe only get a few comments? Boy, that's hard. That's hard to track. I got to say that the, the best posts have a little bit of a disadvantage. One example is, um, someone kind of having a similar argument to the one that started the, uh, the forum, this stepfather had two sons and his new wife had a daughter. And he decided that it was totally reasonable of him to tell her, his new stepdaughter that whenever she has to use a feminine hygiene product, she has to come up with some kind of elaborate visual baffle system. So when she throws it away, his sons can't identify what it was because it makes them feel weird. And, you know, so she either has to flush it, which she can't, or she has to do something crazy just to make it so they never see it. It really did take the Internet to explain to him that he is out of his mind. <laughs> I think it was a little more mature as a forum by the time that one came around a few years ago. Then, So it wasn't just one 14-year-old guy telling me I was right about my air conditioner thing. Luckily, there was a whole crowd there to explain to him that, what mansplaining is and that he shouldn't do it. And so I guess we were, we're a little proud of that watershed moment. You know, most of the questions have to do with interpersonal relationships, whether it's friendships, dating, coworkers, neighbors. Has moderating a community like this impacted the way you approach your own relationships over the years? Like, do you ever catch yourself being the asshole? Oh, yeah, I always do. I mean, I, I have um, on Reddit, we have a phenomenon called throwaway accounts. Even though I'm known as the moderator, I've used a few just so I can post my own story. And believe me, it, I have been judged the asshole more than once. And when there's more than a couple hundred people there telling you it, it's it's an interesting experience. <laughs> so um, I hope that the forum exists because I'm very careful and I'm always trying to check myself and I'm, I'm thinking what it, what is someone else's opinion going to be of this motion and I avoid it a lot in my own life. But sometimes 20 seconds after I do something, I realize I was way out of line, incredibly out of line. And, and it has made me sort of, sort of instantly go back and um, apologize to people rather definitively. And I think that's just the best way to go forward. Uh, I do not want to give an example because I'm embarrassed by all of them. <laughs> that's totally fair. Um, you know, an essential part of moderating a community like this is setting up rules and then sometimes removing posts that violate those rules. So one thing that sticks out to me is you have this like no shit post rule, which says, and I'm quoting here, that posts must be truthful and presented as fairly and accurately as possible. How can you tell if a poster is telling the truth or not? It's, it's really hard because sometimes, you know, we really can't actionably respond to every single fake report. Sometimes we actually contact the poster and we say, look, if this had happened, it would be in the news. Send us a link. And um, usually that's met with umbrage and people don't want to prove it because it's fake. And they, they say it's because it's it would um, violate their, their privacy. Uh, I think in a lot of cases when we've gotten refusals, we know that it ended up being fake. 
And we certainly suspect that there's a lot of fakes because as soon as we started making waves in various, you know, uh, news outlets, then people, I think, you know, hate groups that have a specific group they want to um, demonize love to make up stories where that person is the, um, the devil in the story, you know? And so we'll get thousands and thousands of posts about very small uh, minority groups um, that far outnumber the majority of other posts and it just doesn't make sense. At some point we have to admit that there are fakes out there and we're trying to get them all, but we're still looking for smoking guns. Sometimes we get, we're a little lucky and it'll be from an account that is today posting as a 30 year old woman. And last week they they were posting as a 14 year old boy. That kind of stuff is handy when it happens, but it's rare. Well, we'll be right back. We've got more with Mark Bolak after the break. Fit. We're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. Hello. Hello. Hi. Oh my God, I want to come through the screen and hug you. Hey everybody, Jessica Zor here, also known as Vanessa Abrams on Gossip Girl. I am so excited to share my new podcast with you guys. It's called XOXO and it's a walk down memory lane all about Gossip Girl. I'll chat with some of the cast, crew, fans of the show, and I'm just so pumped for you guys to go on this journey with me. Hi, I'm Ed Westwick. I played Chuck Bass. I just can't believe that I did that with my life. Jay, we had like the most amazing time. Listen to XOXO on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Welcome back. We're talking with Am I the Asshole subreddit moderator, Mark Bolak. So, you know, your moderator account leaves you pretty anonymous. Do your friends and family know you're the Redditor behind Am I the Asshole? Oh, sure. Whenever someone does an article online, I brag about it on Facebook. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not sure if they all remember. <laughs> Every now and then people are resurprised by it, but that's about all. I, I, I've never tried to keep it anonymous. I'm kind of proud of the basic idea of what we do there, even though some of it goes off the rails. <laughs> so, you know, over the years, uh, Am I the Asshole has amassed over 3 million followers, but it's also gained a lot of popularity outside of Reddit. There are like Twitter and Instagram accounts dedicated to posting screenshots of like the wildest submissions. I know that Chrissy Teigen talks frequently about how much she loves the, the subreddit. And some people on TikTok have even started making videos of their own asshole or not verdicts. How do you feel about that? Why do you think people love your subreddit so much? It's amazingly exciting. I mean, there there is a lot of energy in our culture for calling people out for bad behavior. Back in the days when we were first getting popular, it was about the time that Game of Thrones was ending. 
And I knew like my favorite thing to do the morning after every episode is go on Reddit and whine about how bad it's become. And one day uh, I found that our traffic in terms of comments was exactly between the real Game of Thrones subreddit and then the free folk subreddit <laughs> on the day after like the second to last ever episode of Game of Thrones. And I thought, wow, we're like a cultural phenomenon now, aren't we? <laughs> it is a huge phenomenon. So after all of these years of moderating Am I the Asshole, what would you say is your biggest takeaway about human nature? Essentially, there there are a lot of people who are willing to hear from the crowd. I, I mean, the guy I, I referred to with the one shocking story where he was trying to, um, I think, overmanage his stepdaughter's bathroom habits, the crowd really convinced him. I mean, he, he did an edit and we often show updates sort of apologizing for the fact that he even had this opinion at some point. So, I, I mean... I always had the hope out there <laughs> that human nature allowed people to change and allowed people to be open to re-examine their own behavior. But I think occasionally, if you're really mind for it, as only the creator of the subreddit would have the patience to do, there's proof out there that we are doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been great. Thanks for having me. It's always exciting when someone else wants to talk about it. That's it for today. Come back and join us on Monday. And remember, today is our fearless producer, Tanya Bustos' last show, and my God, we're going to miss her. But we are so excited for all the things she's going to do next. Yes, Tanya, we're so sad to see you go, but we're excited for all the amazing things you're going to produce at your next venture. BuzzFeed Daily is produced by Dan Bauza, Tanya Bustos, Jess Goodwin, and Erica Nedanin. Special thanks to Samantha Hennig and Tommy Wesley. Be sure to subscribe to BuzzFeed Daily on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. Ever wonder why luxury hotel mattresses are so dreamy? It's because those hybrid mattresses combine both comfort and support to make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. With Dream Cloud, you can get a luxury mattress made with premium materials at half the price of traditional hybrid mattresses. Dream Cloud combines the perfect blend of comfy memory foam and supportive springs. Comfortable sleep is about more than just the mattress you sleep on. And that's why every Dream Cloud also comes with $399 in accessories. Plus get $200 off a 365-night home trial, free shipping and returns, and a forever warranty. Go to dreamcloudsleep.com today. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. This is Roxanne Gay, the host of the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. Each week I talk to an interesting person about feminism, race, writing in books and art, food, pop culture, and yes, politics. We can't escape politics. Listen to the Luminary Original Podcast, The Roxanne Gay Agenda, every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.